It's time for another episode of A Dad and a Daughter Talk Notre Dame Football. Now, from Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania, and Belmont, California, here is Maggie and Matthew Paveo. All right, everybody, we are back. Uh, actually, we're doing a special, special um, edition, even though we're coming out, well, well, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, first of all, Maggie and I are in South Bend, Indiana for the big game with Cal. Maggie, how are you doing? I'm okay. I mean, considering, right? I mean, Maggie and I were talking about today, the last win that Notre Dame had, we were also at. So we're hoping that's a good omen when they beat Stanford. Uh, at their last game in November. Maggie and I were also both there. Um, but so, Maggie, let's just jump right in. A loss to Marshall, of all people. Um, it's just, what do you say about that game? It, you haven't, we haven't seen a frustrating like, game like that for a while. It was 26 21. It actually wasn't even that close. It was kind of a garbage touchdown by Notre Dame at the end. Um, what happened in the game? Any thoughts, Maggie, just on what happened with Marshall? We're 0 2 now lost Marshall what's up what's what has happened I mean I think we're seeing the downside to having a first a first year coach it sounded great you know the big marketing of coach Freeman but you know it it happens when a first year coach kind of slips up his first two games and it, it doesn't it's not shocking to me even though it is Marshall because it is such a new coaching staff um but it's it's still disappointing Right, for sure. I, I, I kind of thought the same thing a little bit, that, you know, not only is a first-year coach at Notre Dame, he's a first-year pretty much head coach. I don't know if he's ever coach, head, been the head coach at any level and a defensive coordinator and linebackers coaches and things like this. But um, 36 years old, there's a trick to this. I mean, Brian Kelly would always say, you know, winning is hard. Yeah, he's not wrong. Um, th- there is something to be said for there's a learning curve, not only that, but a new culture um, at the school. Now, that being said, you shouldn't lose to Marshall ever with the talent pool that you have. Um, what specifically, Maggie, did, did you see as our biggest problem? And what needs to happen for us to move forward here? I mean, generally, offense. If you mm-hmm. want to get into it, um, mm-hmm. better strengthen the, our wide receiver core, um, mm-hmm. a better run game, which links with just better offensive line play in general. I know we can do it. We have Harry Heastan, um, and we have the talent. So I just don't know, really know where the disconnect is. I mean, we've had they've had the whole summer with Harry Heastan, and of course I'm not an offensive lineman, so I don't know the amount of time <laughs> it takes to prepare. But it's also well, Notre Dame. I mean, they're senior. I mean, they're, they're they have seniors in the middle with Patterson and uh, uh, Zeke Corral, correct? Um, um, but. And, and Alton and Fisher have played, you know, well, Alton for sure. Fisher's like in his third or fourth game, but he's got loads of talent. And yeah, they just seem disconnected. And I, I was so shocked by this. I thought that would be the strength of the team. It's actually their biggest weakness. And I think you all see it on something with the receiver core. They're not doing a lot. I mean, you know, people keep blaming Buckner, and we'll get to that in a minute. But with an offensive line that's been shabby, with wide receivers that aren't doing a lot, they're running into each other on patterns and things like this. Um, I don't know. It just seems to be a lot of confusion, a lot of uh, lack of effort, which was scary. Um, probably the scariest thing, but just they didn't seem to show up at all. Kind of just threw in the towel. And Jared Patterson leaves the field during the alma mater. And people made a big deal about that. And I, I, I'm not going to make too big of a deal about it. He's frustrated. 
But he's a captain. There needs to be some senior leadership. I just think the seniors need to pull this together. They've let the team down um, so far. You know, Isaiah, these guys that we need to just step up, Bosky, Patterson, um, haven't to the extent that I thought they would if they want to be first-round draft picks um, or at least high-round draft picks. Um, there's a lot of blame to go around. And, and effort seems to be the biggest piece. I think you're right. I think it comes back to the coach, but I do have confidence that he's standing again together, but it's just a frustrating, frustrating time. So um, what would you like to see happen next? You're talking good offensive line play. Is that what you're saying? Well, that, and originally, you know, I was going to say decide on what kind of quarterback you want to have, but mm-hmm. it seems like, you know, after last mm-hmm. week, that decision's kind of been made. Right. For I, think us. You, I think you're hitting on something too. People have been, a lot of blame to Tommy Reese and the offense for not doing a lot. And I think there, there's a lot of blame there because I think like you just said, Maggie, you're absolutely correct. I think that we haven't designed an offense to make Buckner strong. The plays that really worked were the ones where he was running on the move throwing. Um, and they're just not enough of those. So maybe Pine is a better fit for this offense because it doesn't seem like they're going to adjust it to, for Buckner's easy. And you're right. He's injured. And we're going to talk about that, but yeah, just all frustration. All right, Maggie, offensive player of the game, you're going to pick anybody. You know, I'm going to say the person who I said was going to be player of the game offensively, which mm-hmm. is, uh, or sorry, who is um, Michael Mayer. Okay. I think he was right. a reliable target throughout the game. Um, I was going to pick the punter, but I'm going to go with um, Chris Tyree. I just think he needs, he is the starting running back this year, uh, this week on the depth chart. I would like to see him um, do something. I think, you know, one of the biggest things, and we didn't touch on it, but one of the biggest things we haven't seen this year, you think back, Big pop runs by our running backs, um, Josh Adams, Dexter Williams, um, Kyron Williams, all these guys had these big pop runs where they, it was on one of our weapons. All of a sudden, you know, a little track play and they're gone for 60, 70, 80 yards. We haven't seen that at all. I don't even know if our longest run must have been 10, 11 yards, something like that. And with a guy like Chris Ty- Tyree, you can take to the house anytime. We need to get him open. So I want to see it. That's what I want to see coming up. And I'm, so I'm thinking of that player of the game. Uh, I might pick him as my player of the game for the Cal game too, but he was my player of the game in Marshall. Just so that he had energy, he tried. Uh, on the defensive side, anybody, Maggie? I mean, maybe because he's just surprising me, but Tariq Bracey, yeah. I feel like he was solid again, and I have just very low expectations for him, which <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not happy about. Like, I don't like disliking him sometimes, but um, it's just what's him. happened in the past. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. Tariq as a person I just sometimes his play in the past has been a little shaky but he's really picked it up this year and I feel like if you asked me which defensive back would have kind of stepped up I wouldn't yeah. have said Bracey so it's been a really welcome surprise yeah I, mean, I would he's the only guy to pick is Terry Bracey the only consistent piece on that defensive side of the ball um people show flashes here and there but, but nothing consistent and so Terry Bracey um, let's talk about who's stepping up. I mentioned it a little bit. Who do you think needs to – something needs to change. So who's going to step up? Is it going to be a senior? Is it going to be a new starter? Is it going to be a mixture of both? What's going to happen? I mean, hopefully a mixture of both just for the future of the program. But I'm going to say it again, Braden Lindsay. He needs to step it up. I, I've i had so much hope for him in the mm-hmm. past, and I, I keep seeing, like, he almost catches the ball and then it just, right. like, slips through his fingers. He just needs – we have Lorenzo Styles. I think that's who our starting wide receiver is going to be going forward, but mm-hmm. it can't be him all the time. And then also new stars, Jaden Thomas, we've seen miss a few mm-hmm. catches now, and the right. interception was right. not because of him necessarily, but he was involved. Right. Um, 
So just strengthening the wide receivers. And then, of course, I just, I'm just going to say the offensive line in general. But offensively, I feel like our struggles are much greater than our defensive struggles. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and I think if our offensive gets going, our defense will get better. I think part of the problem is our defense is being asked to do so much. I mean, um, they really only gave up 19 points in the last game. You know, if you throw out the Buckner pick six, they only gave up 19 points in that game. 10, you know, what was it, uh, 21 in the first game or 17, something like that. So they haven't, the defense has been fine as far as what scoring-wise. Um, it's just when they need to make that stop, they haven't been able to make that stop. And I think a lot of that has to do with our offensive inefficiency and then being out on the field way too much and getting worn down. Um, so seniors, Bosky has to step up. Patterson has to step up. They have to or get out of the way. I think with Lindsay, I think you're right. But I think they also need to mix up his patterns. He always seems to just run that straight street pattern. Um, they need to find something else for him to do. I cross him across the middle get them the ball in space. I mean, that's the one thing they didn't, again, against Marshall that they didn't do. They forgot that they're the faster team, that they're the more talented team. They just need to get the guys in space and have them make plays. And for some reason, they were, weren't able to do that. It was all just crowded mess. Um, so new stars, uh, people keep talking to Tobias Merriweather. I, I want to see it. Uh, and Chris Tyree. I just think Chris Tyree's time is now to, to estimate. I had high hopes. He just doesn't seem to have that explosiveness yet. And um, Diggs as well. I think the injury is still catching up with him. So right now it's, it's Chris Tyree that needs to carry. All right. Let's talk about probably the most disappointing part of the game. Well, I don't know. The loss is pretty bad. But Tyler Buckner getting injured in the fourth quarter. Um, Drew Pine coming in, not looking great. But, he, you know, people say, well, he wasn't warmed up. Okay, well, um, what's your prediction for Drew Pine? Is this, a, like you were just talking about, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Or what do you think is going to happen? I mean, there's a reason Drew Pine is our second string. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, as of today, I just need him to be good enough to beat Cal. I don't need to see him be like a Justin Herbert mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or like a Patrick Mahomes. I don't need that today or tomorrow, yeah. technically. Yeah. Um, I just need him to be okay enough tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, yeah. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say the same thing again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I do think you're right. I think just move the sticks, get first downs. Don't worry about the explosive plays, although that would be nice. I think the running backs are going to come up with the explosive plays. Um, for Drew Pine, just hit Michael Mayer, hit a few passes to our wide receivers, make some first downs, and uh, you're right. Just keep the offense moving a little bit um, and not the explosive play. Uh, what's your prediction for him? I think Drew Pine, like, moving forward, is this him for the rest of the year? Or do you think Angeli's coming in? People talking um, to Steve Angeli. I mean, everybody loves the backup always. And Steve Angeli is now the backup. Peanut butter and jelly, is it peanut butter and jelly time? I think is what I wanted to ask you. But no, I don't think no. it is. I think that, you know, he's exciting. He's our new, uh, I was going to say new recruit, but new freshman. Yeah. Um, he is more like t- uh, Tyler Buckner and like the way he's a little bit more active, unlike Drew Pine. Um, he's bigger. But he's also young, and oh, yeah. I could see them adding and, like, trying to do the same thing with Jack Cohn and Tyler Buckner as they did last year with Pine and Angeli. But I also yeah. feel like Buckner was a lot more prepared for that than Angeli sure. is. So yeah, I don't sure. know yet. Um, Angeli's been there since January. I think he probably has a pretty good grasp while he's been doing a lot of scout team, I'm sure. Um, what I would say is you probably won't see, unless there's a catastrophe and Pine gets destroyed, um, even if Pine looks terrible, I, don't, I bet you don't see Steve and Jelly until uh, the UNLV game, even for a snap or two. Um, in the end, I, I want to see what he can do. I was really impressed by, you know, we only have a small sample size of blue and gold game, um, which he was phenomenal and really looked like a leader out there. And it's interesting. 
I'm interested in Angelic at least, uh, and poor Dupine can't get a break. He's like, I'm just starting now. Now they're talking about already replacing. He hasn't started a game yet. Anyway, uh, and what about the future of Chatterbuck? He's obviously he's out for the season. I don't think there's going to be a January bowl game for him to play in, so he's pretty much out. Um, he'll get a red shirt of some a medical red shirt at least, and uh, get a, what was a year of eligibility. But what, what do you think the future holds for Buckner? Is he going to be the starting quarterback? I guess in 2023 um, at Notre Dame. Hmm, I think so. I think that he'll red shirt if he can. I guess he again. Yeah, he can. Um, and I, I do think the job will be there for him when he gets back because I see Pine doing a solid job, but ultimately fans are going to hopefully remember that Buckner was this exciting quarterback like a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, there's a reason why he was the starting quarterback. But then again, sure. very similar thing happened with Malik Zaire and Deshaun Kaiser. Mm-hmm. I don't That's want it to happen again. No, I really yeah. do like Tyler Buckner, and I did like Malik Zaire a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, I but I think the f- the first thing that I said is going to happen. Okay, I, I I'm nervous about it. I like Tyler Buckner; he's a good kid. I think he's got a lot of talent. I just think he can't catch a break. He missed you know COVID, and then came along and he didn't play a senior season. He kind of worked his way in. He's very raw in some areas. In some areas he's just outstanding. I think the offense hasn't been built towards him. Um, and just has he can't catch a break. So I don't know if Angeli comes in and looks great, and they have CJ Carr coming up, and it's just a crowded, crowded field. All of a sudden, Buckner might get you know come back to the West Coast. I could see Buckner finishing his career on the West Coast. I don't know that he finishes at Notre Dame. We'll see. I hope he does. I think he's great. I'm a Buckner fan. I don't think this is his fault um, at all. Um, I think it's line play and wide receiver play. And if you can't get those, you're not going to be a good quarterback. Nobody is. Nobody's going to be a good quarterback. Uh, Pat Mahomes could not play as well as Pat Mahomes does behind this offensive line with these receivers. So, uh, but for Buckner, I don't know. Things seem to be stacked against them. And I think maybe the team we're playing is the team this week is the team that he ends up with uh, eventually. But, and speaking of that, so let's just get rid of all the bad negative t- negativity. Cal coming in. Maggie, we are here in South Bend, going to the game tomorrow, excited to see it in person. Maggie's first game at Notre Dame Stadium. Um, uh, what do you expect to see? Well, I'm kind of, this isn't like a downer mentality because of course I'm happy we're here and I'm happy mm-hmm. to see it live, but I'm just going to say, I just want to win. I am not mm-hmm. good. I don't usually talk about scores or like points or predictions, but this time I actually mean it. Like I actually just want a win. I don't care if it's, I would love a blowout of course. And um, with Notre Dame winning that is, um, mm-hmm. but I just, with the way the season's going, I'm just going to need a win. It can be a one-point win. Give me a last-minute, like, Hail Mary. I just need it to happen. I just think, yeah, this. I agree with you. I think their name's going to come out with a sense of urgency. They better. I mean, I think this is one of the most um, important games they've played in a few years. If they lose the low and three losing the cow, this season is officially done. And then you start losing recruits, and then the program takes a step back. It, it could be a big, big mess. Um, they have to have to win. Uh, they don't need to look great. They need to win. I agree with you. Um, I think, but I think guys like Foskey will have a terrific game. I think they will have explosive runs. I think they're going to probably blow them out. I could see it being like 21 nothing and half and then going on to like 42 to 10 or something like that. Um, that then again, though, Cal's going to bring good defense. They're going to bring effort. Notre Dame has to take them seriously. And they didn't take Marshall seriously, that's for sure. So you're saying an acceptable result for you is just a win. 
that's fine with you just to win like mm-hmm. 20. So if, how about Notre Dame's losing most of the game um, and then they kick a field goal at the end to win 24, 21. That's good. That, is, or that 20, is fine. Say 22, 23, 21. That's um, fine. Okay. Um, I think it was a result. Yeah. I, I agree with you. We're at that point right now. Just, I, just let's just win and move on. Um, I'd like to see some things looking sharper, some improvement. I'd like to see running backs, like I said, longer than just like two yard dive plays. Um, I'd like to see, like you said, Braden Lindsay making some plays. Um, and I'd like to see Isaiah Foskey at least having a sack or two. Um, but we'll see. We'll see then. So I think it's like individual things, but I'm with you. A win is acceptable at this point. Um, but there's other pieces that we need to see improvement on. At, most of all, just effort. Effort has, they have to go out there to kill. Um, all right, players of the game, Mags, who, who are you calling? So offensively, I really, I really want it to be Drew Pine. I think that, you know, we've got a really bad view of Drew Pine in those last few minutes where he threw mm-hmm. the interception, maybe multiple. Yeah. I don't know. Hard, hard, hard to judge that. No, it was just one, but it was almost two, but it was hard to judge. Yeah. So I think that he needs to have a good game. And I think, again, he just needs to play well enough to beat Cal. And that's all that's expected for him this week. And then yeah. he can just progressively get better. But as of right now, this isn't – I'm not even going to say it's an easy team to beat. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. No, well, we're what, a 12-point favorite, so we should win. Um, okay, my offensive player is going to be Chris Tyree. I think I already mentioned it. I think I see him having at least one run of over 50 yards for a touchdown, maybe even bringing a kickoff back. Um, Chris Tyree. Well, one thing I'd love to do is not get the opening kickoff. I'd like to see our defense on the play for this one. That's just a personal preference. Um, all right, so who's the player of the game on defense? Um, I'm picking Brandon Joseph. I think I've picked him before, Maybe. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is his week. He's going to make mm-hmm. his move to be the next Kyle Hamilton. He's going to mm-hmm. get an interception. We haven't had any interceptions this year, I don't think. No, we've been really poor on turnovers. Yeah, so I think this is going to be the game. It's just going to be turnover after turnover, and Brandon no. Joseph is going to get in there. Have we even had a turnover? I don't think we've even had one yet. So, yeah, we need multiple turnovers. I'm with you. I think Isaiah Foskey is my defensive player of the game. I think I kind of already mentioned it, and he will have at least two sacks. Two sacks. Um, and my fun, I think you talked about the score already, right? I mean, you're not going to give one. But... I just want to win. I, I want to win. That's all we I'm saying. I can't even talk about – I don't even want to talk about scores. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about scores now because we're moving to picks. I still haven't done – I still haven't – I promise you by next time I will update the total. I don't even know if I'm winning or losing or what. So, Matt, what's the game this week, Max? Okay, so we have we have some matchups that are a little interesting. One matchup that I messed up on last week, mm-hmm. um, I said Mississippi State LSU was last week. I got that wrong. Google lied to me. Um, <laughs> so we're moving it to this week. Okay. So a little refresher. I think we both chose Mississippi State. So yes. that's our one if pick I, for both of us. If I didn't last week, I'm picking them this week. Yeah. This is an <laughs> – I'm going to say this is an interesting game. This is kind of a doozy to start off on. But an interesting story there, um, which is Nebraska, Oklahoma. Oh God, yes, that's an, actually a really good game. Okay, um, I mean, it's a good game. I think if you, you put the spread in, but <laughs> but I'm gonna go with obviously I'm gonna go with Oklahoma. But I bet it's close, closer than you think. And I don't think um, the players on Nebraska, who's a, not a bad, talented team, are gonna miss. Um, Scott Frost at all. I think there was a lot of, you didn't, I, I guess on you the other day, you don't hear one player coming into Scott Frost's defense. Like, oh man, we're going to really miss Coke. We really let him down. I think they're like happy to see him go. So I think it's going to be closer, but I'm going to Oklahoma. Just more time. I, I'm going to agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to agree with you. 
Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what a Scott Frostless Nebraska team looks like, but I think that's the only like interesting part of this. Yeah, Mickey Joseph's taking over. Um, he had done some work at uh, uh, Florida State, I believe. All right, what else you got? This one is actually interesting because it's a ranked matchup. I think it might be the only ranked matchup of the whole week, oh, wow. okay. which is BYU, our future opponent, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and Oregon. So BYU is ranked 12th, and then Oregon's ranked 25th, so barely. It's your pick. I'm, gonna, I'm going with BYU. Mm-hmm. I, think, right. I think I've talked about this in the past. BYU has the tendency to like have this great beginning of the season um, like they did in 2020 which they just had a great season overall, I guess. But, mm-hmm. um, and then it kind of falls apart towards the end. So I'm going to go with they're still on that, like, beginning arc. Okay. Not I, fortune. I, I, too, am going to be where you are. I just think they're a better team. The one, I think they're really actually a very physical team. I think they're out physical Oregon. All right. Um, next game we have is Penn State, mm-hmm. who's ranked 22nd, versus Auburn, who's not mm-hmm. ranked at all. But they're both 2-0. and Mm-hmm. Jeez, this is a good one. I'm going to Auburn. I'm going to SEC. I, I'm not a big uh, Penn State fan this year. I'm going to Auburn. See, I, I am also going Auburn. Oh, wow. We're all the same. Okay. I thought you yeah, might go yeah, Penn yeah. State. No, no, no. I don't like Penn State that much. Yeah, I don't not really. A big Clifford fan. Yeah, I don't really understand yeah. how we got here. Um, <laughs> we get a lot of love. Yeah. And I feel like we're. I mean, it's really hard to say Notre Dame's a similar team because we're 0-2. But I just feel like in the past, they've gotten a lot more like credit than we've gotten. So I don't like that. Bad taste sure. in my mouth. I'm going with Auburn, which also is not a great team, but yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> well, anything else? Um, and then this is our last. Oh, actually, this one might be the most interesting one of the week. I forgot about this last ranked one. Um, it's Miami versus Texas A&M. And oh, yeah, so that's 13 ranked Miami. 24th ranked Texas A&M. Texas A&M lost last week to Appalachian State, I think. Right. I think. Um, yes. like, um, and then they also are starting a new quarterback this week. I heard yeah. that too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Texas A&M. I, 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 was it my pick? It's a, go ahead. Okay. I'm going Texas A&M. I just, Miami's not quite there. I could see Miami winning it though. This one I'm nervous about. But... Uh, this, I actually am going with Miami. Yeah, I don't like Miami, but I do like Mario Cristobal. Yeah. So I think that coaching wise, Jimbo Fisher versus Mario Cristobal, I'm picking Cristobal. I Texas A&M might bounce back. I believe they're playing at home, mm-hmm. but I kind of I kind of want Miami to do a little damage. Oh yeah, I'll be rooting for Miami. I guess I like Mario Cristobal. I'm not a huge Miami guy, but but they got rid of the chain. That's good enough for me. Can we add one more, please? Can we add Fresno State and USC? Jake sure. Banner for Fresno State. I'm going Fresno State, sure. obviously. Uh, I think it's going to be the upset of the week. Okay, well, I, I, you know I can't go for a USC. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> I can't go. So I'm, you're going to Fresno State? I guess I will have to go Fresno State. I just. You absolutely can't. I, I, I mean, could. they have to win sometimes. Yeah, I just, I don't. It feels right. wrong. And also, I need wow. to be on, like, my best Notre Dame behavior so that this win happens tomorrow. Right. Okay, I got it. I got it. All right, Maggie. Well, you know, we're getting up bright and early tomorrow. We're heading over to the ski. What was your favorite part of it? We, we went over Friday night and kind of walked around the campus and uh, went to the Friday football bash and hung out. What was your favorite part of that, Maggie? 
just the campus is just so nice just generally like when mm-hmm. we we're going and we saw the the dome mm-hmm. it just glistens at all time of day i don't yeah, know how that happens it's like golden they have lit, that thing lit up I, yeah it was great so we're it was i agree with you just walking around the campus was fun um we are going to be up right now and try to catch maybe you'll see us on tv be on the lookout for us uh, go uh hopefully get us another win and maybe they should start playing us around to go to their games maybe since they only win when we're there but i guess uh, we'll see we'll see what happens tomorrow all right maggie any last words for you have a good weekend all right and I'm it up. oh for sure and mm-hmm. go go irish thank you for listening Join us next Friday night for another episode of A Dad and a Daughter Talk Notre Dame Football. 